Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 20th, we look at Lesson 3, The Lord Reigns. Join us as we rediscover the majesty of God through the lenses of the song. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are, lesson three of the quarter, The Lord Reigns, and our memory text comes from Psalm verse, verse 93, uh, chapter 93, verse 1. The Lord reigns, he is robed in majesty, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. I love this strong statement of God's sovereignty right here at the beginning. Yeah, that, and that's exactly what we're going to be highlighting on this, this week. And Michael, begin with, the Lord has made us Sunday's lesson. Absolutely. So I, you know, I can't help as we're kind of talking about who God is, right? That sometimes we need some reminders of who God is and then who we are. And I or was, are not. <laughs> or are not, right? And and so I was driving down the highway this week and and in the truck in front of me, I, I, I did one of those double takes, you know, Buster. Like I can't believe I'm Uh-oh. this <laughs> in the top of the is one of these work trucks, right? had a ladder and the had brooms are starting to fly off, you know, literally one broom was just hanging on, like, like going eight feet to the side of the car and almost hit a truck and other oh, be- literal brooms. I thought you were talking about a bumper sticker. No, no, no. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe my eyes. Like, you know, this, and the guy's just going along obliviously, like has no clue. So I start honking my horn, you know, a nice, you know, tap, 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 you know, horn. Yeah. And then trying to get the person's attention waving and then and then pointing. Right. And he's like looking like, you know, and I do it a couple more times and finally realizes and looks in his rearview mirror. He's losing the stuff off his trucks, literally flying everywhere. And and so I I think that's how what scripture does here. Right. Is it reminds us now, hopefully our 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 lives are not as tumultuous (laughs) and crazy as having everything fly off the your vehicle going down the highway. But I do think sometimes we have to have those reality checks. We do. Uh, we, we think we, everything's okay or we have everything all together when sometimes maybe we need someone to kind of tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, wake up. <laughs> you, know, you, you need a little reminder awakening, hopefully not a rude awakening, but kind of try to a reality check. Yeah. And, and this is what I think Psalms is talking about here on Sunday's lesson. Psalm 8, Psalm 100, the Lord has made us. Hmm. And it helps us put ourselves who we are in perspective. And if we're really honest, sometimes our lives, I mean, sin and death and all everything else is going on. It's, it's, it's messy. And, and so we may think everything looks great, but from the outside, God says, no, 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 <laughs> you really need some help. You don't yes, see, you do. You don't see yourself how others see you, especially how God sees us. And, and so that's what this reminder is in Psalm 8. And, and I love how beautiful Psalm 8, I'm not going to read all of these Psalms. I encourage you to just meditate on these Psalms as you have, have time in preparation for this, this week's Sabbath school lesson. Psalm 8, of course, by David, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And so it's this beautiful reminder that God created everything in this earth, the heavens, the moon, the stars, 
all of these things. And then you made us, you made Amen. men, the Lord, then the angels crowned him with glory and honor. And by the way, that means that God, we talk about the Magio Dei image of God that, that right. God has made us in his image. Therefore we have value. We have, so it's not just the fact that our lives are kind of messy and marred by sin, but, but God sees us as he wants to see us as, as he originally created us to be. And so that is how God sees us. And he sees us uh, in, in all of the beauty and all of our full potential. And, uh, and of course, uh, the psalm ends, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. By the way, I'm a bird watcher. It says God also made the birds in the sky. So any birders, <laughs> I, I just love that there's this reminder of, of the many aspects of God's beautiful creation. And then Psalm 100, again, it just says a psalm forgiving, grateful praise, very, very short. Some of the Psalms are really long, like Psalm 119. Some are really short. This is definitely one of those. Shout for the for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. So this is often one that's used for doxologies, right? And yes, worship on, on Sabbath morning. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all. Amen. So just beautiful, poignant reminders. And, you know, think on, meditate on these Psalms this week. I just encourage you to do that. Maybe even commit them to memory uh, that these are wonderful reminders of God's goodness for each and every one of us he created us but he also he loves us he created us because he loves us so so this kind of brings us back to monday's lesson which is the lord reigns yes so michael i i will account that you are definitely a, a bird watcher watcher for christmas lauren and i we went out and bought some bird feeders for for friends close friends and family members love it and we went there and we we name dropped and we said michael campbell like oh we miss him he was oh, our best oh, customer. Oh, no. <laughs> if they still remember me for all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's, it's indeed beautiful. And it actually ties in here with the Monday's lesson, right. the reason why I shared it. Sure. It says, closely tied is the fact inseparably tied to the Lord as creator is the Lord as sovereign as ruler. Mm. So God is creator. and He created not just us as we started there on Sunday's lesson, but Michael, you hinted on it a little bit. He created everything. As a matter of fact, as we're going to look at Psalm 97, mm -hmm. as, we're, as, as I'm going there, I, I want the audience to think, as I'm going to uh, highlight a couple of these verses, what does this remind you of? Psalm 97, verse 1, the Lord reigns, let the earth be glad, let the distant shores rejoice, clouds and thick darkness around him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. But listen here, verse 7. All who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols worship him. All you gods. Continues on. Let those, verse 10, let those who love the Lord hate evil. For he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous, on the righteous and joy on the upright. In heart, rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. I don't know about you, Michael, but I get uh, glimpses of Revelation 14 there, the three angels' message. We're worshiping him as creator. Uh, we're, we're, we're worshiping and we're bowing down. But also we see here those who worship the beast in his image. To not do so 
And then here's the patience of the saints. Here are those who who have the faith of Jesus. And 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 so we kind of see that there in the end there. Blessed are those who have an upright or light shines on the righteous and the joy on the upright in heart. So to me, it, it mirrors a lot of that. And just going through of looking at why should we why should we look at the Lord who has not only made us, but the Lord who reigns? Well, he reigns and he not only created, but he is still looking after his creation. He is still looking after us. He can still be trusted. He is still in the business of creating in our lives, if you will. As we pray, God still moves in our lives. And so it's not someone who is distant or far off. He is someone who is near, uh, especially those who continue to worship him as sovereigns, continue to worship him as ruler. And as we keep that in mind, Michael, talk to us about how God is also the judge. Yeah, so this is kind of a, a important reminder, and I think this is actually really relevant right now because there's ongoing discussions in our judicial system about the president of the United States. And I want to always have that caveat because this is not a political statement of one party or another because we know there's no political party that, you know, that resonates with the kingdom of God. We're on our way to a better land and a better kingdom. But it is interesting. I can't help but notice that there are these questions, you know, are some people... If, if you're president of the United States, does that make you immune from certain kinds of, and so that kind of discussion, right? And, and right or wrong, however you might feel about that person or other aspects of politics going on in our world at the moment, mm-hmm. Psalm 95 actually should be kind of a wake-up call to people of all political persuasions that would, however we see things right now, not, is not necessarily how God sees them. And uh, this is, this is and back to how God is sovereign, right? And so Psalm 75 talks about the specific thing. It's a Psalm of Asaph, and it talks about this. We praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. People tell of your uh, wonderful deeds. But then it goes on to say, I chose the appointed time. It is I who will judge with equity. And so this is a reminder of this psalm. I'm not going to read all of it, but it's a reminder that verse 7 says, it is God who judges. God is the ultimate judge. And, and so we may see how the wicked may, and this talks about boast and lift up their arms and speak defiantly, these kinds of things, right? That uh, people may see things right now. <laughs> and right. honestly, some people may even get away with things. Oh. You know, the judicial system is not, whatever country, whatever place, is 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 still it's a human construct um, it's not perfect it's not perfect and and we know good people get sent away for innocently right and and we know that guilty people abscond and, and don't get punished and and that is that is the reality here in this this world and this is this psalm is a is a poignant reminder that ultimately whatever might happen in this earth that God still sees what happens. God is the righteous judge. He will objectively sees everything and and will bring justice at the very end. And so, and will rise up, lift up the the righteous and cut off the wicked. And and I, that may not be immediately, that may not be instantaneously in front of our eyes. But I think what it's talking about is God in the final judgment, ultimately, when God makes all things and 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 puts an end to sin and death and everything else. God will, God will protect His people and raise them up, and people will see. Okay, yeah. that person did live a righteous life. They did follow God, and you can see 
through their their life how God was working in and through them and and even if they're persecuted and terrible things happen to them here while on this earth and yet those who boasted and and opposed God and and try to get away with things we might say right are the ones who will God will destroy and so and I think that should give us a sense you know there was a time I used to be afraid of the idea of the judgment but actually the more I understand it from scripture it actually gives me hope it helps me understand when I see injustice and terrible things happen in this world. And I say, how could that happen, Lord? How can that happen? That, that reminds us that we do have hope that God will uh, bring all accounts to, uh, he will bring about justice. And, and those people that thought they got away with it, well, maybe not. In fact, we know not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it, Michael. Which also reminds us, not only will God reckon and judge all things, you know, that gives us that more positive aspect of the judgment, but God's also faithful in his promises. He's ever mindful of his covenant, which is yes. Wednesday. Yeah. So Psalm 94 mm-hmm. says it all for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing there. You're like, you maybe might be saying, well, well, didn't he reject them? No, they, they rejected him. There's a big difference. As a result of that, he opened up uh, from physical Israel to spiritual Israel, which physical Israel or original Israel, if you will, they still are a part of that covenant if they so choose, but he never forces his covenants upon us. It's a mutual agreement that we have to agree to, but God upholds his portion and it's called, it's a call for us to uphold ours. Mm. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 105, verses 7 through 10, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in, in, are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he has made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He, confor- he confirmed it to Jacob as a decree to Israel as an everlasting covenant. And that everlasting covenant still goes on. And we see that played out of the New Testament. All mm. the way, I'm thinking of, of, of Peter's vision that he had unclean and clean coming together but god is saying no i'm I'm opening it up we see this with christ and his ministry here on earth as he ministered to the gentiles and to the jews continue on continue on michael it finishes up with this uh, verse in daniel 7 22 until the ancient oh excuse me until the ancient of days came and pronounced judgment and favor of the holy people of the most high and time came when they possessed the kingdom and that's the ultimate decree is that Christ is going to dwell with his people in Zion forever and ever. Uh, and that's what we have to look forward to. God is saying, I'm going to carry this out as I promised from the beginning all the way to the end. And the question is, will you join me? Mm-hmm. I have joined you. Will you join me in this everlasting covenant? And prayerfully, the answer is yes, but that is up to us as individuals and also up to us as as denominations. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're striving to follow Christ and get close to him and not just show up in the vicinity of God, but actually find ourselves in the presence of God. Mm. Love it. Yeah. So just yesterday, someone shared with me that in their devotional time, they, they, they were convicted with God sharing that they have been around the vicinity of God, but they hadn't been intentionally seeking to be in his presence. And mm. they said they had a very nice moment yesterday in their devotional of saying, God, help me to find your presence every day. And I said, man, I, I think I want to echo that. Lord, mm. help me to find your presence every single day. And 
And I look forward to it, Michael, on Sabbath morning to go to church, to not just be in the vicinity with others in the presence of God, but to be actually in the presence of God, Sabbath morning with the covenant of believers. What a relational God we have, you know? Amen. He just wants us to be in covenant, in relation, relationship with him. Amen. Well, Thursday is talking about your testimonies being very sure. So not only do we have all these Psalms, but the Psalms, these are not just words, random words, but they are a word from the Lord, a word from on high. And there's a number of different Psalms that talk about various aspects of God's word, his law, in which we can count on it, that we can take it to the bank. So want to be actually in God's presence when we worship him, you know, whether in our personal devotions or church, it's got to be real. It's got to be we have to tangibly be able to experience it for ourselves. We also know that we can tangibly take God at his word. Literally, his word has been bestowed to us through scripture and that it is a living word that continues to speak through his spirit to each of our hearts. And so there's a couple of different Psalms that talk about scripture, talks about God's testimonies, right? His word that mm-hmm. we can that we can count on. Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. And and I like that because when we are having a living encounter with God, when we spend time with him, whether it's, you know, individually, one-on-one in in our quiet time where no one necessarily ever knows what, you know, that's just between you and God, right? Or maybe maybe it's in church on Sabbath morning. When we hear the word of the Lord, it should refresh our souls. If we're not actually having... A living encounter is just kind of dry dust that we're just going through the motions, going through the forms that that that's that's challenging. That's 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 difficult. And and that's extremely problematic. By the way, I'm, I'm just a, a new class doing a little teaching on the side just to kind of help support our, one of our Adventist institutions, Washington Adventist University going through Adventist uh, heritage. And we're talking just kind of why our church history matters with some of the students. And and Ellen White makes a very poignant comment and and great controversy. He talks about, and this is kind of symptomatic in church history, that that whenever people lose the, she calls it a living connection, right? That living connection that people then turn to forms and the forms of religion and wrote forms that people go through the motions, right? And then they start rigorously enforcing those things. So we see that happen mm. creeds and and traditions and everything else that, that oftentimes those are forced upon people to try to make up for the lack of that spiritual connection, right? So that we go yeah. going through the motions. And and whenever we do that, we we end up in trouble. The church, she talks about it in terms of how the church goes into apostasy. It's losing its mission, or sometimes we call that mission creep. It's 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 slowly drifting away from what it should be, and and so we need to be reminded to keep that back, so keep that connected, and have a living relationship with God. And and we can tell kind of that litmus test. It should refresh our hearts and souls. It should speak a word of truth to us that, hey, Michael, wake up, pay attention. You know, <laughs> spirits convicting my heart. This is not right. You need to change this in your life to 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 stay to keep that connection there right and so i love yes. that uh, psalm 19 verse 7 describes it as refreshing look for that spiritual refreshing don't go away until you've experienced that spiritual refreshing a couple other quick verses here psalm 93 verse 5 your statutes lord, lord <clears throat> excuse me your statutes lord stand firm and uh, 
holiness adorns your house for endless days. So the idea that God's word, it's it's a foundation that we can build upon. As I mentioned before, we can take it to the bank. <laughs> yes, we can. We can trust uh, that this is something stable in a very unstable world where there's a lot of change and craziness that's happening in our world. We, ha we can have peace and know and trust that, that uh, we have something we can count on. By the way, that leads to Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. So, yeah, not only that firmness, but but I think a lot of people in this world are wanting that sense of assurance. They want that peace. They're like, you know, you know, you look at war going on in the world and politics, and you see, uh, yes, uncertainty, on economic uncertainty, all of these things. Uh, and I love it. It says, "Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble." So. Just a beautiful uh, promise. Uh, God wants us to experience peace. One more verse, and then I know we could read through all of them, but I'm just one more to highlight. Yeah, please do. Uh, Psalm 1, verse 2, right at the very beginning of the Psalms, it says, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and meditates, it, meditates on his law day and, day and night. Back to refreshing delight. Scripture is meant to be experienced, and it's meant to be something um, uplifting. Amen. And so I, that's my challenge to you is find ways, and it may look a little bit different for everybody, right? Not There's not one size fits all for every everybody, but find ways to think and meditate upon the words of Scripture. Some people may not like to read. Maybe you like to listen to the Bible. There's great ways that you can listen to the Bible, audio recordings, things like that. You know, you find something that works for you, but spend time just between you and God immersed in the word. Amen. You know, Michael, that reminds me of uh, one of our most powerful preachers in the Adventist church, Barry Black. Mm -hmm. uh, says while he's on the metro or while he's on the train, he he listens to the Bible uh, constantly and sometimes goes over it, goes over the entire Bible five times in one year. Uh, I remember reading that in powerful biblical preaching. Derek Morris comprised a bunch of interviews. And so just just hearing that, you know, reminds me, interact with scripture, listen to it, soak it in, Allow it to be a, a light unto your feet and, and a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. You know, the, as we're journeying through, you know, we can uh, trust God reigns. He's in control and his scripture will guide us, gives, gives us clarity in our lives, gives us hope, something we can depend upon. And ultimately, if we're doing it right, and it may not always instantaneously, but if we seek it, I believe the whole the, every true seeker that that seeks after God, asking God, please reveal yourself to me through the Holy Spirit. He will, in fact, do that. And and you know when it's it, you, you find the result of that in a way that will just lift up your soul. You say, oh, I've tasted and seen for myself. God is good. Amen. We've been listening to Sabbath School uh, Rescue Podcast. And as we are journeying through the book of Psalms, until next week, this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing out. Signing out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible. And be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org, for each weekly episode.